Welcome back to Open House with Mark Sewick and Corey James Moran, brought to you by the Mark Sewick team at Keller Williams, a greater Rochester real estate podcast. This is episode three, setting expectations for a buyer. My name is Corey James Moran. Across the room from me is Mark Sewick. Mark, how are we doing? I'm great. How are you doing, Corey? Doing good for as gray as it's been the past several yeah, days. Yeah, what is that about? Come on. I mean, did you see the weather forecast for the next two weeks? Uh, yeah, I think it's more feeling like maybe April than it is May. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. catching up. It's, it's not a delay. <laughs> it's happening, obviously. Um, but it, it will certainly get nicer. Um, we, so we hope, yeah. Of course, we will be getting to our main topic setting expectations for a buyer, but wanted to let you know, certainly, if this is the first episode that you are listening to, you may have guessed by me saying it is episode three, that two other episodes are out there for you to check out, including our very first episode where we cover just the market in general um, and just the craziness that comes along with it. And then, of course, last week, we set expectations for a seller. Before we get to the main topic, though, Mark, uh, we like to take a look at market trends, and if anything is changing, you were saying your inclination is that um, it could be uh, could be changing here a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it, it's interesting. You don't know in the moment whether or not something is just a micro, just a, you know, a few days of off, or whether it's the start of a trend. And I am beginning to sense that the market is starting to change a little bit. Uh, then, specifically, the number of properties coming on the market for sale seems to have increased. Um, so, well, dramatically is probably too strong a word. However, you know, anecdotally, we're, the the gentleman that we hire to photograph and do the three D tours for all the listings, it used to be that we would reach out to him and he'd photograph our properties the, the following day uh, or, or two days later. He's now booking five days, six days oh, in wow. advance. Okay. So that that's that's a real indication. Um, and the number of properties that we're seeing on the market that are coming into the multiple listing service. You know, a few weeks ago, a month ago, three new properties were being listed per day. Uh, per day, And that has also grown. Uh, we're now seeing 15, 20 properties coming in the market for sale. So, okay. Yeah. Well, this is certainly good news for the people that we're going to be talking to specifically today with our main topic, setting expectations for buyers. Because of course, the more properties that are out there, the less amount of offers that are going to be. Um, you know, I, I've seen I've seen a little bit of both. I've seen where it, it seems like it's starting to get a little less crazy, and then every now and again, and it might just be a particular property still is getting thirty. You know, so it, well, well, you know, I, I think that's an important point because uh, indeed there are more properties. However, we've got to bifurcate this. I, I think into two components. Anything over five hundred thousand dollars, that's not selling as quickly. Mm-hmm. It, it, and it's, I think it's also important for us to reiterate that it's going to remain a seller's market th- the remainder of this year, and it's going to be a great seller's market more likely than not next year. However, $500,000 and above, you are seeing that those properties are getting an offer within 24 or 36 hours of listing. They're not getting three offers, and they're, they're, so you're not getting the bidding wars. Uh, did you hear what happened to Josh? No, they, what happened? Uh, any, well, anything under $350,000 is still selling with in, in multiple offers, and it's just insane. He wrote an offer on behalf of a client in Penfield. The listing was a $225,000 listing, and there were 16 offers or something insane. It sold $100,000 over list price. Wow. And that, that's that's 50% above. Yeah. The list. So, so it, it, it's, it's, it's an interesting phenomenon. So we really do need to focus on different segments of the market. Sure. But, but you, I mean, you deal primarily with buyers, mm-hmm. and... You you do not have an easy job these days. Uh, yeah, the I think the overarching message that I like to get across is, and I'm always very honest, and I'm always very honest with my clients because I could sit here and say, oh, it's going to be great and you're going to find exactly what you want and it's probably going to be the first offer. 
But as soon as we start working together, you'll quickly realize that that is the biggest load of BS you've ever heard in your entire life. <laughs> yeah. So I'd rather be honest about what we're going to be facing. And it's going to be hard. But with that said, not impossible. Uh, not, 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 and that's very, very important. Uh, I think the reason that it's not impossible is because you, in particular, our team, we really not only create expectation, but you also try and make sure that all of the key components are in place before an offer is written. Do you want to touch on that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So again, this is kind of why you need to work with a real estate agent. And would I love to work with you? Absolutely. But I'm just going to talk in general terms here. Yes, the deals that are being decided, the, the margins are so razor thin that you want every advantage you could possibly get. And yes, Mark, we have a number of strategies on our team that we use to, to implement some of those advantages. Um, I mean, the one above all else is if you're one of these people that is able to just stumble across $300,000 in cash, that would be my best advice to you. Go that route. That's going <laughs> to yes. make your life a whole lot easier. Yep. Now, despite the fact that it seems uh, like many, many people can go that route, obviously, that is not possible for many, many people. It's not. Uh, it, it is not. But, but, but it is shocking. We touched on this uh, very briefly last week. Where are these people coming up with this money? Yeah. I, I, I just don't know where the cash is coming from. It's, it's insane. Um, but if you don't have the cash then you've got to secure a mortgage. That's and right. it's it's really, and, and, and again, you talk about razor thin, like the, the decisions are being made by the smallest of, do you want to talk a little bit about the two different kinds of mortgages? Sure. Um, and why it's so important to choose the right bank? Yeah, again, we talked about this a little bit last week yeah. when, it, when it comes down to it. You want to be as local as humanly possible, right? You want it to be the the bank where you can pick up your phone and you can call you know, the person that you're working with and you're not going through a, a ton of red tape and you're not going through a million different auto voicemails and you have to press one for this. So that is so incredibly important. Um, again, we talked about, we work very closely with Majua at GRB yep, yep, yeah. he, and he does incredible work. And again, I, I feel like every time we do a podcast, I feel like I need to talk about how over the weekend I'm hitting up Majua and he is turning things around. There was a, a, a new buyer for me who on Saturday said, ah, you know, we thought this was going to be a little bit longer of a, of a deal. So we didn't get, we didn't get pre-approved for anything yet, but there's a property going on the market on Monday. Do you think that we can get pre-approved by then? Now, if you're dealing with a big box bank, you have no shot whatsoever. None. That's simply not happening. But because Majua is local and I was able to just text him and say, Hey, can we do this? And he said, absolutely. Now we didn't end up bidding on that property because they didn't want to move forward with it, but the fact that we were able to get them ready, I mean, it's amazing. And your clients are are, are prepared yep. uh, for the next one and the next one. Exactly. Crand Mark Crandall from our team was dealing with some clients coming in from outside of the area, and they were insisting on using a mortgage broker out of Syracuse. Mark finally, thank God, convinced them that that's just not going to fly. I mean, mm -hmm. and, and again, it's this, just that regional. And these these are margin-thin decisions that are being made by sellers. So Absolutely. And, and especially if you're going to go with a mortgage commitment, you, you want to know what your range is to the you know exact dollar. And you need to figure out what it is that you want to spend because that leads me to another point that it's going to be tough to hear, but it's the reality of the situation. You're going to pay over asking. It's not if, it's how much. <laughs> 
For the most part. But there's a corollary to that because so many buyers and sellers, I'm talking to a lot of sellers, should I list now or should I wait six months or a year? Buyers, should I wait until the market starts to cool down? I don't think that we're going to be seeing a very large correction. I think that we have hit a new high water mark, and I do think that property values are going to remain at these levels uh, from here on in. So so there's, there's really no advantage to somebody... Uh, waiting six months sure, yeah. to purchase a property. The only thing that's going to really go on is that interest rates will have increased right. and they'll be paying more, but there's not going to be any real correction from my perspective. And, and that, that seems to be bearing out uh, in the national journals that I'm also reading and, uh, and, and tapping into. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so so getting that number of, of and deciding what it is that you want to spend, because again, you might not necessarily want to go to your max that you're pre-qualified for, but you need to understand and again, this is kind of the current market that we're facing where, you know, we mentioned this in the first episode, Mark, where normally if you want to spend $200,000, you're looking around that range mm-hmm. and, and you're expecting, oh, maybe come close to that. Now, if you want to spend $200,000, we should probably realistically be looking around one fifty, Absolutely. Maybe one sixty to stretch because you want to have enough room to be able to go and get that bid. And, and hopefully, as we said a few moments ago, hopefully uh, post-Memorial Day, that will start to change a little bit. And if somebody wants to spend $200,000, hopefully we'll be able to start introducing them to properties that are being listed for sale for $175,000. Yeah. Talk to me, if you would, sure. uh, about the emotional... Because it, it, this is physically exhausting, but it's also emotionally exhausting sure. for everybody involved. Um, and again... Buyers, um, can you talk a little bit about what they're going through? But also, I'd love to hear what you're going through because yeah. this is this is a lot of handholding, and that, that's not a pejorative. That's just that's just reality. No, it, it is. And uh, when I got into real estate, I wasn't uh, quite aware of the therapist aspect of it that I would have to play. Uh, but it is a big thing, and, and and it makes sense when you think about it because when it comes to selling or buying a home, it's an emotional experience. I mean, it's a home is one of the biggest things you can invest in. Yes. Um, so you're investing not only your money, but you're investing your emotion. And you know, I've unfortunately seen it a lot recently where I bring some buyers and they love the house and they want this house really bad. And they go to whatever they can to get it. And then when they don't get it, you're going to be disappointed. It's going to happen. Again, if we're setting these expectations, I want to be completely honest. It's hard. It's hard when that happens. But... This is another advantage of having a real estate agent that you're working with is because you are going to be in such an emotional place with it. Think of it this. This is the analogy that I like to to, to give. If you're in a relationship and you're having problems, you go and you ask someone who's not directly involved with it. And they are able to give you so much better advice because they're thinking at it from a logical standpoint. And this is very similar. This is where we play. We're coming with the logic with the reality of the situation, we're able to, to, to calm the nerves and the anxiety that you may be feeling um, and, and to put things into perspective. So that's been a huge part recently. I, I, I always say that 30% of my time is dealt uh, is, is dealing with my client's emotional well-being. Sure. Um, just listening to them uh, uh, throw things against a wall. They're, you know, they're angry. They're frustrated. Um, they're elated. They're joyful. They're, they're, I mean, last week I had a client who lost, coming in from out of town, lost out on a property, and she was devastated. Mm. Following day, uh, I was having dinner at a restaurant here in the city, and the waiter had said to me, Mark, you know, this is a really, really difficult market for buyers, isn't it? I said, yeah. He described a woman the night before 
coming into the restaurant after having lost out on the bidding war, and she sobbed uncontrollably yeah. in the dining room. I actually happened to say to him, was it by any chance? <laughs> oh, and it, no. sure enough, it turned out to be my client, whose oh, name I won't no. mention. Um, but yeah, yeah. It, 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 it is because it's, it, you're, you're talking about finances. Yes, it is finances, but also a house is more than just four walls and a roof. A house really is. It's somebody's hopes and dreams and their aspiration, and it's family, mm-hmm. and it's security. It's, it, it, there's a lot tied up here. So what really helps, and again, why I really wanted to do this episode was, again, you know, literally setting these expectations. You need to go into this knowing it's probably going to be a few tries. And again, and I think any agent that's out there that's telling you, ah, we'll, we'll make it happen for you. It's not going to be so hard. I, I think they're doing you a disservice. It, it, it's, not, it's not a few tries. I, I, we, we've got members of the team who are writing 12, 14, 16 yeah. offers on behalf of clients. It is just, it's brutal. It's hand-to-hand combat. But here's the deal. By the odds, just pure numbers, if you keep going and looking at houses and you keep finding houses that you want to bid on, eventually you will prevail. It will happen. It's just, uh, I think the term that you used the first week when we talked about this was roll up your sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you got to roll up your sleeves. You got to put in the time. Um, I'm, I'm always gratified when it is that we have a seller who is interested in walking a buyer through before the property comes on the market for sale. And, yeah. th- and that, that may seem a little, uh, but, but I think that might be, if we can spend a few minutes on that, I yeah. think it's a really, really interesting strategy. Sure. Uh, we, it, all, it, it happens with frequency on the team. We get a client, a seller, who wants to sell for, who wants to put their property in the market for sale for $250,000. I will approach them and say, terrific, $250,000. We expect that we're going to get multiple offers and we're probably going to sell it for two hundred eighty-five dollars or $300,000. I will say to the sellers, is there a number that you would be comfortable selling your property for that would compel you not to list? And they think about it overnight. They come back to me the following day. And they, you know what, Mark? If we were to get $310,000 for this property, we would be comfortable selling it without having 75 people walk through. We then bring that to our buyers. And we put. I'd say that 15% of all of our transaction, all of our business um, is sold in just that manner. And it's a win-win for everybody. Exactly, yeah. It's a win for the buyers because, dear God, you know they, they, they've won. Right. Um, and it's a win for the sellers because they sold it for an enormous sum of money. And clearly and obviously, it's a win for us as agents. So. Yeah. And again, that's just one of the strategies that our, our team specifically uh, uses. And we have an advantage because, uh, quite honestly, we list so many properties that we have more options than maybe others may have. When, yeah, when you're selling $75 million with real estate during the course of a year and there are, what, 300 transactions, 275 mm-hmm. transactions, yeah, it really does increase the odds. Uh, yeah, but it goes back to that it's razor thin, right? Any little advantage you can find. And if you can win before the game starts, uh, I would say that's a good strategy to have. That's not a bad day, yes. Absolutely. Um, so it, it does happen. It's hard, it is. But you you can prevail you eventually will prevail if you stick to it. And, I, you know, I've been really impressed by the resilience, at least of the clients that I've been representing, because, yeah, they get disappointed when it happens. But, you know, again, I've set them up to, to understand, like, this is probably how it's going to go. Well, and I think it's also helpful if you're hearing from the listing agent mm-hmm. that your clients are one of 15 offers. Right, yes. So they, 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 you know, your, your clients right from the get-go are aware of the fact that, okay, this might not happen. It, it's funny, Corey. Things have changed so dramatically. Um, six months ago, nine months ago, if we were representing a buyer and they had lost out on two or three bidding wars, 
they, the, 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 the clients probably would have fired us uh, because it was just so unusual at that point in time. Right. And now, to your point, uh, they're girding themselves and they're stealing themselves, if you will. Uh, and they realize, yeah, it might take a dozen offers uh, that are written before they prevail. So, but we're, we're making it happen. We are, yeah. we are making it. I mean, I, listen, we've already sold what? 31 32 million dollars worth of real estate so far this year so yeah it's not bad so like yeah well this is yeah (laughs) so um yeah so uh if you're thinking about buying just come in with the right mindset it's going to be incredibly helpful to you just that aspect be prepared have the right mindset and we will get through this and when it comes down to it the goal at the end it's going to be worth it well i think we might talk about this at some future uh show but I, I, and I even touched on this last week. You, ha, you have if you if you have the means and the ability, do this. Make this happen. Buy your first house. It is one of every study. Every it is just one of the means by which somebody goes from being a have not to a have in this country. And it is a it is one of the primary means by which somebody can create wealth for themselves and security for their uh, retirement years. It's it, it's just imperative. So Absolutely. yes, it might be tough, but boy, uh, it, it's essential. It's worth it. And, and Mark, you were referencing a little earlier this episode that you know a house represents so much more than just the you know the four walls and the roof. It represents your future. Absolutely, it's so so important. Um, hopes and dreams. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and and again, you know, maybe where you're raising your family, maybe where you're having your kids, maybe where you plan on retiring, whatever phase of life that you may be in. Yes, it's representative of so much more. So, in the end, all of the rejection that you feel, and and I think I'm really able to help guide my clients, at least personally. I've dealt with so much rejection in life, Mark, that I'm just, I'm so numb you, to it at this you point. You, you have not. <laughs> Stop. So, so numb to it at this point that I can pass along uh, my sage advice uh, to them on that, but it, it really is. Yeah, you know, I, I'm just, I'm just coming upon a memory of one of my dearest friends growing up. She told me uh, probably about 12 years ago, she was selling the family home in New Jersey. They were getting ready to move to a second residence, a new residence. And while her husband and three sons were in the driveway honking the horn of the truck that they had uh, stored all their belongings in, she was walking room to room within the house, kissing the walls <laughs> while sobbing hysterically. And of course, she yeah. laughed about it afterwards, but that's the yeah, kind of emotion that people have tied up in their homes. Absolutely. So if you can get that in your life, you're going to feel even more fulfilled. Absolutely. Um, so... Uh, next episode, you kind of alluded to what we're going to talk about. And I, I got to be honest, this might be a two-parter because there's a lot to get to. Uh, on next uh, that next episode, we're going to talk about the ramifications of today's market. And we've talked a little bit about it, but more specifically, I, I think you've mentioned it every episode so far. Um, one of the aspects of this is that ever-growing divide between the haves and the have-nots. And, and I think we should take some time to dive in on that next week. Would love to. Yeah. Um, on, on that, I mean, if you're listening right now and maybe you're not planning on buying, maybe you own a house already. Um, if you're a homeowner right now, one of the things you're thinking is, what is going to happen to the house that I currently live in because of what's happening? You know, that's another thing I think we need to get into. Yeah. I, I had some clients uh, just the other They were thinking that they may simply sell now and rent throughout the remainder of the retirement or as they're getting ready to retire. Uh, just a few moments with the conversation, they both realized that that was really a bad idea because 
they're just throwing their money. And, and listen, I'm a landlord. I, I, you know, I, I don't want a rental property. I love <laughs> tenants. Right. Um, however, it's really, it, it, they have no reason whatsoever why it is that they can't continue to own. And if, if they're tired of mowing the lawn, hire somebody to mow the lawn or move into a condominium or a sure. townhouse. Yeah. So. so plenty to get to next week on our fourth episode. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, again, always helps. Uh, if you can like, if you can share on social media, and of course leave those reviews uh, where you, you listen to it as well. And if you want to find out more about us and about the team, where can they go, Mark? Uh, why not our website? Oh, it seems like a good place. <laughs> good place. Um, so it's markseewick.com. That's spelled M-A-R-K-S-I-W-I-E-C. Again, M-A-R-K-S-I-W-I-E-C. Markseewick.com. Uh, you can find out a little bit about me, um, a lot about our team, and um, uh, you get to see a great photo of Corey. Yeah. God, not, not, not a bad way to spend an afternoon. Absolutely, so. for sure. And again, if you are thinking about buying or selling it will absolutely not hurt you to reach out and have a conversation. Uh, yeah, yeah, we uh, we don't bite. <laughs> so, no, no. Um, not even when requested. <laughs> not doing it. Corey, if they wanted to call you? Yes, again, my number is 607-341-1230. One more time. 607-341-1230. We we are we are no, we're not going to. We're never going to get you to have a 585 area code. Are we? I don't think so. I, I don't think, so. think so. I got to be honest. I I was on the uh I was on the Android team there for my phone for a very long time. It took my wife to get me to switch over to just having an iPhone. Good I, I good, think good I, move on her part. I think I, I now I enjoy it sure. But I think I've, I've planted my flag in the ground. I, I will not give up the 607. I, I, I don't know. I mean, we are celebrating uh, Cinco de Mayo tonight with the team. Yes. I, I will see Courtney, and um, she and I may have a plan. <laughs> okay. Oh, all right. There's some scheming going on behind the scenes. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, all right. Thank you again for listening. We do appreciate it. This is Open House with Mark Sewick and Corey James Moran. We'll talk to you next episode.